Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Monday edition, a round of applause to the NFL as a whole. Maybe the best weekend of NFL football any of us have ever seen. And we are going to break it down wall-to-wall coverage. We're going to talk about the mistake that was made by the Buffalo Bills. We're going to talk about Tom Brady's future with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is retirement a real option this time? Speaking of retirement, Aaron Rodgers has hinted at that. But we do have some odds on where he may end up if he leaves Green Bay. We've got a troll job. We've got an FSR IR. And we've got the BQ News. All of it is yours on this Monday extravaganza after a wild weekend in the NFL. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, rock, man. How about that? It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, And I would just like to do this first and foremost. Um, Round of applause to the NFL, man. Round of applause. In fact, I'm going to stand up. I'm standing up. Uh, Round of applause. That is how you put on a weekend of football. Good Christ. What a weekend of football displayed by the NFL. Um, one of the uh, the best that I can recall. I don't actually have my uh, divisional weekends all-time stacked or ranked uh, offhand, but uh, that's maybe one of the best weekends of football I can recall ever seeing can top to bottom. I give you a stat that I believe holds up to it. It's It wouldn't be far-fetched to call it the greatest divisional round weekend ever. Yes. I believe going into last night's game, the – Lowest amount of point differential was like 18 points. We were at nine, given how every game ended on the final play uh, (laughs) and a field goal, it seemed like, in most cases. And so given the differential in that game, it puts it underneath that number. So you could have said, and this wouldn't be hyperbole, this was the greatest divisional round in NFL history ever. And last night's game... You know, it reminded you of Kansas City, New England, but it had that sort of feel to it. But obviously new faces with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen being a part of it. But I would not be upset at anyone if they said that is the greatest divisional round weekend I've ever seen in my life. And that might have been, you could say, the greatest game we've ever seen with Kansas City and Buffalo the way that finished. I mean, Three lead changes and a tie <laughs> in the final two minutes. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> passed for over 200 yards after the final two-minute mark. I, I, was, I was sitting there looking at the screen thinking, all right, I mean, you know, some of us had some wages out there. Maybe I can get to Kansas City. And I'm, I'm thinking 13 seconds, there's no way. There's no chance. No, and especially the way Butker kicked in that game. He missed a PAT. He missed a field goal. Like, I mean, it was a lot of pressure in that moment, not only on, on Mahomes and doing what they were able to do and Kelsey put him in position, but even Butker just to deliver. So I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I think this will stand the test of time. I don't think we'll ever see another divisional round matchup like what we saw between all those teams in the next three decades. Like this, it will take a long time to equate to what we were able to experience this past weekend. After last weekend, I mean, you you saw that it didn't look like there was a whole lot of parity. And then you get into this weekend and (laughs) the tables totally turned. 
I, you know, these were, I'll say it from the, the loser side of it, these were the most impressive losers that I can say I've seen. Uh, you you lose games, and it's like I, it's it's such a disappointment when you have a season that takes so long to develop. They added a game this year, and and now you're here, and the stakes go up so high, and you know, like that upon losing a game, it's like man, you got to go through this process all over again, and teams came up short. But looking at the way that they played, it's hard to look at these teams and say even in a loss, they lost. I mean, but they did. They did lose. And and, and then now it's, it becomes, you know, a lot of questions have to be answered for for these teams that, that went out. But so competitive. And, and, and it's one of those things, like even with Brady and – you know him him going down the way that he went down it's, it's you're you're I asking mean, yourself you know it's what Brady though right yes 27 I, to 3 i thought he was going to pull it when when they came storming back cuz it was not oh, competitive fumble. at first right and no. it, exactly the rams the rams gave them a lot of opportunities um with, well, the, with refs the turnovers gave, uh, the rams a lot of opportunities well <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair too um but but you know he still brought them back. It's like his old ass still <laughs> brought them back. <laughs> and, and, and went I, right I, at Ramsey too on that touchdown. And went right at him, <laughs> right over top of him. And and so to me, it, it, I know there's going to be a lot of questions as to how they that that team comes back because they were able to keep everybody together. This year, and seemingly it looked like they might be able to to cash in on it. I mean, they were close, um, but man, you know, it's it's. I think that there's going to be this. The, I mean, <laughs> these are the games where names are made. Like you, you think about like legend, like even with the Buffalo Bills not winning a Super Bowl, we know everybody on their teams. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that this was that type of a weekend where you're starting to see almost like an emergence of what the NFL is going to look like moving forward. At least hopefully that's what it looks like. Um, what did you guys make of the decision by Buffalo not to squib it with uh, the 13 seconds that, left? That lost them the game. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. That lost them the game. And it, I mean, I, I just I feel like that's a decision that, you, you know, you might risk saying, we don't want it. Like, what happens if an up guy catches it? Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, now it only takes one play, and they've got those timeouts to put them in a position to kick a field goal. Like, I understand the concern there. Um, or, or even, you know, depending on how hard you'd go about trying to squib it, what if the ball goes out of bounds? And now you don't accomplish either. You give them better field position, you know, and, and the ball ends up rolling out of bounds, and you end up taking a penalty. Now, you know, I, I think you could ask your kicker to say – you squib it in a portion of a field of, of the field where it's not going to go out of bounds and it's going to force them to return it. But that to me was the one decision where if you looked at that game and the play calling of Brian Dable, for example, down the stretch or Leslie Frazier, I think the d- job he did by and large, like I think if you're comparing the two defenses, it seemed like Kansas City had to work to be able to get some of those scores. There was some deception. They had to bring out like their whole bag of tricks in order to make plays. 
there were dudes just running wide open <laughs> when you went on the Kansas City defense. Like Gabriel Davis on, on at least two of those touchdowns. I'm going, someone had to trip, but even then, why is there not a safety involved? Why is there not even anyone remotely in, in the picture right now? These guys were way too wide open uh, when you're talking about going up against a guy like Josh Allen, like he's not going to find him. So I, I think by and large, you would have said the Buffalo Bills outcoached the Chiefs up until that moment. And in that moment, you look at the decision not to squib it, and they just kick. I mean, you didn't even give them a chance to maybe return it. Where, you know, yeah, they can make a fair catch, but you could have done it like a mortar kick where you kick it up high with air, and, and maybe they still decide to fair catch it. But again, depending on where the ball lands, it, it, it could have given you maybe a, you know additional length that they had to go to to get down the field and get a field goal. So it was just... It was, a, it was a dumb decision, but at the end of the day, I, I can understand some of the risks that are involved with it. Uh, it was uh, 25 points they scored in, what, the final uh, 1 minute 54 seconds, I think was the total in that game. So t- I just – like, could you – like, for, for the people out there that actually – like, we talk about just the betting aspect of all this stuff because it's important and it's now, you know, a part of the game, but – what if you like make a living betting on football and, and on either side of that, you had chiefs or bills on the money line, either side of that, that, that is That's a tough. just a That's terif- tough, terrifying That's way why to make you a take living the over. And that was the easiest bet in that entire game. I so. mean, yeah, that yeah. was just uh, that was awful. But you didn't take the over, did you? No, I did not. No, I took, uh, I like Kansas city. I took Kansas city minus the point and a half. And I was very, uh, very thankful. They did not squib it. Cause the idea behind the squib would be what there would be what nine, 10 seconds left uh, based yeah. on where they were at. So, so you'd have, so you'd have two plays. That's the idea behind it is you, you could take off probably four, if not five seconds, depending on wh- you know, what ends up happening. Uh, that, that, thing, you know, that thing starts bouncing around, that oblong-shaped ball. It's like a bar of wet soap out there. You know? you be, guys, guys become more careful picking it up and sure bending do. over to get it. Bending you know over to get it, yeah. you got to be careful They're with like, that. They're like, oh, yeah. all right, yeah. should I get it? Should, should yeah. someone else pick this yeah. up? I don't know if I should yeah. bend so, down and get it. I don't yeah. know. Focus. Let's wait to see who is going to take that turn in the conversation. Uh, Very good job well done for the face of Big Noon kickoff, folks. There he is, everybody. Class act. I'm trying girl. to make sure people realize <laughs> That, with the, with the temperature, the conditions, you know, oh, that, that ball is being slick. <laughs> that was an easy delivery. I enjoyed it. Uh, by the way, I, definitely I, I, I was watching that game last night thinking to myself, man, I wish Buffalo was in the NFC. Like, can you imagine getting that in the Super Bowl? I just, like, I don't know. If you're Buffalo and you're seeing what has happened the last two times that you've played them in the postseason, is this, is to, to your point, is this similar to New England, Kansas City, and Kansas City thing that uh, we just can't get You're about to back? get round two. I mean, it's just. Uh, hey, listen. Listen here, Cincinnati is for real. <laughs> Hold on, they're, they're for real. Come on, Lavar, give us two. Come on, Come on Hey, hey, <laughs> Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati, they're for real. And let me tell you something. Can I pull you guys something real quick, though? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Say pull assassin time, but I, I want to yes. pull you guys about this. If Buffalo wins, the coin toss gets the ball. Is the mm. is the Buffalo Bills going to the AFC Championship game? Oh God, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. probably. That's. I mean, that's how I felt too. And I was thinking, here we go. We're gonna get that discussion about the overtime rules and should they be changed and how do you go about changing them? I just. I don't. I mean, and and there's two there's two rebuttals to those who are thinking that right now. One, just squib kick it like you should have, and maybe with 13 seconds you can get a stop and you don't allow them to kick a field goal like that. Like end it in regulation when you had the lead. And the other is. Again, you've got a team that just drove down the field against you for a touchdown. Not a field goal, like a touchdown. 
And, the, yeah, the defense seemed gassed, and maybe you're saying, well, especially the way the last two minutes went, Buffalo's offense would have liked to rebuttal, would have liked another chance. That's not how the rules are. And so you got to figure out a way of getting your stops when you're out there. I just I don't have as much of a problem with it. I do think, though, that it, it, does, it, it did remind me of thinking, okay, if this is going back to the Kansas City-New England game, that AFC Championship, yeah. New England won the toss, they go down and drive down and win, and you know, score and win. If it was Kansas City, I thought they would have went. I feel the same exact way right now. If Buffalo wins that toss, they get the ball, they drive down the field, win. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills versus the Cincinnati Bengals, and obviously that's not the case. That's rough, man. If Devin Hester and Tariq Hill were to race, who do you think will win? <laughs> Tariq that's yeah, what, that Tariq crossed Hill. my mind. That crossed my mind. I don't know. Y'all saying that so easily. <laughs> I don't that, – that was crossing. When he ran by, ran by the dude and put the deuces up and wasn't in front of him yet <laughs> – he wasn't even in front of the guy yet right. and put his deuces up. I, I, I might put Miko Hardman and Tyreek Hill next to each other after his touchdown. The a, way he well, burst. A, I was like, what? Hey, Lamar, Lamar, uh, what a Daryl Green, Tyreek Hill, who you got? No, he's picking Daryl Green. I, I mean, in their primes, it's yeah. hard for me to go against anybody but D Green, man. In their primes. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard D Green used to beat. cheat. In those forty-yard dashes, like he would like try to like like hit the guys are running, like he run real close to him and like old school hit him while they're running. <laughs> That's the I move. seen he him like race. I move. seen him race champ in his forties, and and basically almost beat him. I mean, he's just you know what it is is his lower body is so strong and he doesn't have any upper body. I mean, his upper body is puny. But his lower body is is super like you. You see him, you're like, man, he's built to run. Like he, that's the, he's just one of those guys. He's just built to run. It was so. it was pretty funny though, Tyreek Hill. I was I was watching the play going. God, he might score, and then he throws he the deuces, deuces up. up. <laughs> like, okay, I guess he's going to score. All right, there we go. Uh, they, but yeah, they need was... to bring them races back, man. <laughs> I would love to see some of these guys race. Uh, honest to goodness, yeah. these guys fast, yeah. Yeah. different type of fast. Just, uh, just awesome. It was uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available twenty-four-seven. Discover exceptionally common sense. All right, coming up next, um, could we see the end of an era in the NFL? Apparently, it's a real possibility. We will get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up in, we'll call it about 10 minutes from now, um, just kind of interesting timing on something that happened in the NFL yesterday. I don't know if somebody was paying attention and they wanted to make things right, but interesting timing on a moment in the NFL on Sunday. We'll get into that for you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so the uh, L.A. Rams get it done, man, and it was smooth. Man, just easy breezy. Uh, just go right into Tampa Bay, uh, hold on to a lead and everything is good uh 
Oops. Uh, four turnovers for the L.A. Rams, who seemed like they were trying everything they possibly could to give that game away. I, I don't know. Sabotage. Uh, just uh, unbelievable, man. The fumbles, uh, you know, the, the snap over the head. Um, they were the better team, by and large, the entire day. And still, we're sitting there tied. And, and I don't know what the coverage responsibility was. I leave that to you guys on the X's and O's stuff, because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, that seems to be like uh, not an ideal uh, moment for a secondary when Cooper Cup gets that wide open in that spot. Rough, rough, rough patch there for those guys. Yeah, and, and another instance where you're kind of wondering, like, what the hell happened there? Um, but it is Cooper Cup. He's been the best wide receiver in the NFL this season. Um, that's backed up by stats. That's, that's not even an opinion. I, I think what you saw was exactly what Rams fans have, have seen at times this year, and they were able to put it together for about three quarters. But it almost – this is another game, 27 27- – to three, and you're going, there's no way you can come back from this, right? I mean, and Chris Collinsworth said this early in the yep. game. <laughs> he, he was kind of teasing and hinting at that, like, don't, don't turn the channel, don't walk away. We've seen this story before. And sure enough, Tom Brady is able to help bring them back. And it's, I, I think, the tougher question in this game, because obviously the Rams are moving on, and we're going to have all week to talk about the Rams and their matchup in the NFC Championship game. But my question more surrounds the Bucks and whether or not this is indeed Tom Brady's last season. I've heard two things from very, I'll just call it reliable sources. The first was that there was a lot of people who came in town for this game who normally don't come in town. And they, you could get a sense from some of the people around the Tampa Bay organization that this indeed might be it. And I, I don't know that Tom is the type of guy that wants the goodbye tour you know, that wants to go to everywhere next year and, and, and kind of have all the players come up to him and, and say goodbye. I don't know that he cares and wants that. But I, I did hear there was a bunch of people in that suite who aren't normally there, and there was a reason behind that. That was one side of things. But I also heard he's conflicted because he has made the commitment to the team that he is going to play again next year. And that matters to him. He's a man of his word. He doesn't want to have something on the books contractually and then say, hey, I'm, I'm not going to be here for you guys. You know his head coach is going to be there. Bruce Arians has already come out and said he's going to be there next year. So I think there's that element of it too where maybe they try to give it one last go. But as we touched on in the first segment, it's something that you've got to wonder. It was easy to sell everyone when they said, you know, run it back, right? That was their, their motto after the, the Super Bowl. It's easy to sell guys on that saying run it back after you win let's go win two in a row you didn't now you didn't even get to the nfc championship game that might be a little bit harder where guys feel like man i don't know like i don't i don't know if we've got you know the the formula the right pieces i'd rather go try to get my last biggest payday instead of taking less in order to have a chance to win another one and and maybe i'm wrong in that maybe they say i want to stay with tom brady for another year that's a rare opportunity to be able to do that. Maybe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do that as a player. But I do wonder how that factors in losing and not making it to the NFC Championship game versus that pitch after you win a Super Bowl. It may be, it may be dictated by what the Rams do. If the Rams end up winning it, then you can look at it and say, you know what, we lost to the eventual champ, and there's no shame in that. Let's, let's get back to work and, and let's see what we can get done. I, I agree with you on the aspect of you have to ask yourself the question, if you've positioned yourself to give yourself a, a contractual 
opportunity that that sets you up much better than what you already are do you pass that up do you pass that up for what what has been sold with the run it back uh scenario some of these guys i think they will i mean that you know but some of them you just don't know the culture of it says that more often than not guys might end up on a team that isn't even that good just to get that that payday and get that paycheck and there are a few guys that are are good enough to go get those type of paychecks elsewhere so i think that's going to be a challenge for them i think they were able to do it last year under obvious well i won't even say last year was obvious to be honest i I think that that tom is is a great sell to get guys to stay around but that that's improbable. I think that was the first time that's ever happened in in modern day National Football League uh, history. So to say that 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 would happen again this year, and to to honestly ask yourself, what additions do you have to make, and can you make those additions um, with the current roster in place and the current uh, the current structure of what what the the salary cap represents for them. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If he walks away now, I'm going to be pissed off. Had he done it a couple of years ago, <laughs> I swear to God, had he done it a couple of years ago after New England, I would have been like, you know what? I get it. It seems like getting a little bit older, starting to show his age. Why would you walk away now? I get he's 44. I understand, you know, he's accomplished everything he wants to accomplish. But at the level he's playing at, can you? That's can you, all. Uh, wow, just keep playing. You know, you've done everything see, you can do. Just, but just why, keep playing. Why walk away? If you can still do it, why would you walk away? And if he's still doing it at a high level, why walk away now? Like, how many quarterbacks in the NFL, and, and, and factor, you know, forget about age, but how many quarterbacks in the NFL are you taking to win a game right now over Tom Brady? Is it is it more than two or three? No. If that, no. So why would you walk away? I mean, like, two, two of them, two of them were playing last night. Yeah, that's game. a good point. I, I, after <laughs> after that, I'm not sure there's anyone. I, like I, even I, you throw Aaron Rodgers into the conversation, but I, I think even some people would push back, considering you know his postseason you know record and career and how it's gone. Where it just seems like for you know a guy like Patrick Mahomes or guys like Tom Brady, they, they find a way to bring their team back. They find a way to get the job done almost every time, this, this being that exception. I just I look at it and I go, man, he, I know he wants to play till 45. That was his target age. He turns 45 in August. I, I, I want nothing more than to see him go out there at his target age, continue to have an amazing season, and then if he walks after that, it's all good. But I, I just, I don't know. What, what? Is what it, are you going to bring Giselle into the conversation? Because at some point, you know. What if they hit their ceiling? You know. and, and that could be true. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's, that, that's a question that I think a lot of players are probably asking themselves. That, you know, and Tom knows better than anyone else how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. And, I mean, what they say? This is the first time – well, this is the second time in the last decade he hasn't made it to the championship game. Is that right? Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Which is just absurd. Yeah. I mean, think, <laughs> think about – like, I mean, honestly, like – I was on one team that made it to the playoffs. One team. One team over the span of you know, seven, eight years. I mean, me too. LeVar, think about right that for a second, though. You like, saw my text message yesterday. I have no yeah. right to talk about any winners because no, I have I'm, not I'm winning the saying, league. Think about how ridiculous it is. It's, it's not even a matter of if he gets to the playoffs. It's a matter of, oh, so are you going to a Super Bowl or not? Because over the past decade, he pretty much goes to a Super Bowl every year. It's just whether or not he wins one it's it's absolutely absurd like when i was looking at a stat thinking 
my God. Like, how lucky are all the players that have played with him? Where you, just, you look around the locker room and you just go, okay, let's get to work. We're working for a Super Bowl. You can, when, when every team says that as a goal at the beginning of the season, you, you, you're kind of sitting there thinking, yeah, but do we have a really chance of winning a Super Bowl? And then, like, Tom Brady walks in and you go, oh, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Like, we're, we're at least going to be in the conference championship game. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that, and, those those uh, those gassers and those that bench press. It hits a little different when like Tom Brady's your quarterback, and you're like, "What am I doing this?" Oh yeah, it's because I'm going to I'm going to go to Super Bowl at some point here. I mean, he's had three Hall of Fame careers. His twenties, thirties, and forties all are enough to go to the Hall of Fame. If you just right. took those individually, but all enough. You're still not answering my question because at what? some point, Giselle and the family comes into play. I, I know. Um, and, and also, if he walks away now, isn't that sort of an indictment on where the team is at or where they're headed? Because do you think he walks away if he feels like this team's got you know a real opportunity? Or, or to LeVar's point, this team, had they hit their ceiling – does he walk away if he doesn't believe that? Well, I don't I think, think that that's, that's the case. That's why you got to bring Giselle into the conversation, though, because if you know they may enjoy it. You know, I know, I know. There's the whole idea of being away from your family and different things like that. But I'll tell you what, the the treatment and the amenities that come with being a franchise player are pretty freaking phenomenal. I mean, it is. Pre- I don't. Th- I don't know that there's ever been a time in 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 our lives, like my married life, where the treatment in the city, in the stadium, game days, you know, everything, you know, the amount of, of help and, and, and love that you receive from, from your community, from the team, from the fan base, I don't know that it, it can ever be matched. And, and I, you know, she's a celebrity herself. Now, if they're tired of just being, because that's a next level fame. If they're just tired of being in that limelight and they're tired of dealing with everything that goes along with, because it is also a process, you know, that, that entire going into game day for a family is an entire process, especially because of, you know, how school works and different things like that. So, you know, I think that it's a valid question that has to be asked you know, at what point does does Tom look at her and what point does Giselle look at him? And they say, you know, it's about time for us to, to handle what we need to do, you know, with the next generation of Brady's that are coming through. I'll tell you what I don't want to see, because he's played so long. And to your point, Jonas, he's had three Hall of Fame careers. I, I don't want him to keep playing to your, your like earlier point of well, he could still do it. I don't want him to keep playing until, like, the wheels fall off. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, retire. Please all of a sudden retire. there's, like there's a younger generation that looks at him and they're like, man, Tom Brady stunk. And you're like, you, you shut your mouth, kid. You <laughs> yeah. shut your mouth. Like, all right? like Peyton we'll Manning. Never see, we'll never see a quarterback like that. Yeah, well, kind of Peyton towards the end, we're like, what do you mean? Peyton can't throw the football. You're like, you shut your mouth, kid. I'll, I will whoop you right now in public yeah. if you say those words again. Like, I don't want it to get to that point. And I do think <laughs> – I think there's the potential where the way he takes care of himself, everything else. But I, I, I would just – I would weigh – you know, the older he gets, there's a lot of, of things that factor into it. But I'd rather see him, if you wanted to call it a career now, 
then if he comes back next season and gets hurt or has an injury or, you know, can't be healthy for the entire season, you look at the way like Peyton was in his final season, Drew Brees was, you start to factor in some of those players and guys and you go, man, there's no doubt they're first ballot Hall of Famers. There's no doubt. But then you get to this point where you go, but it, it didn't end the way you'd hoped, right? It, you didn't end on that high note, like that John Elway send-off where everyone just remembers him doing the helicopter. On the field, not off the field, Jonas. I know yeah, you got well, a little I was excited. Say, yeah, that's, that's a bummer. I mean, way, way, way to ruin my morning. You know, I was trying to, saying. you know, yeah, way to ruin my morning. Oh, here. Like no. Fred Favre with yeah, the just, that's a good I wonder point. if he tried to reenact it in another place. That's a, <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a very good, very good point there. Oh, All right, oh. it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. We will not Thanks, repeat Berto. what uh, Roberto just said in our ear Thank on the air because we don't get fired. Uh, coming up next, uh, or in about 10 minutes from now, we've got a, a major troll job in the NFL from uh, not a surprising source. We will get into that for you here on FSR. Uh, you guys think it's a little bit coincidental that Tom Brady uh, less than a week ago was talking about, uh, you know, roughing the passer penalties. Um, he doesn't get called for as many of those uh, as you would think. And then uh, or, or as far as him taking hits, and but he didn't acknowledge that, you know, he does get in the official's face a lot and he doesn't get called for any of those personal foul uh, penalties. Uh, and then all of a sudden, just on Sunday, he gets the first one of his career. Think yeah, that's was, coincidental at all, or no? It, it was it was unsportsmanlike conduct. Yes, and, and, and he wasn't even saying he necessarily gets in the uh, official's face. He said he gets away with it a lot, which I, I've tried to tell people. He's one of the low keyest, best trash talkers in the league, and he talks mm-hmm. a lot of trash. Is a lot of people saw in last year's Super Bowl, but <laughs> uh, you could ask players throughout the last two decades, and they will tell you uh, he will make sure to to get some daggers in you with the way the things he says. Um, I, I, I just I thought it was a momentum changer in that game a, a couple of times. The, the Sue on sportsmanlike conduct, you could have made the case that that was definitely taunting. It was definitely unsportsmanlike. Although, where was the warning? And those two between Matt Stafford and Sue, there's some history there, right? Yeah. They played together yeah. in Detroit. There's more to that story. And I think the officials, especially in a game of that magnitude, there should have been some sort of warning issued instead of immediately jumping to throwing out the laundry. And I don't care what Tom said you know, to Sean Hockley in that case. He should have been protecting Tom. Tom had a legitimate gripe. If you go back and watch the hit Von Miller had on him, it was definitely roughing the passer by definition. He was in the pocket. He was struck above the shoulders to the neck or head area with Von Miller's helmet. There's a reason why his mouth was bleeding because of how he struck him. And, and you can't say that was necessarily incidental. That's the protection he gets. So Hockley, in that case, wasn't doing his job. And it's unfortunate that it ended up hurting the Bucks. when, in reality, it should have been, it should have been a, a you know, personal foul. It should have been a, a first and fifteen. And they were moving forward. Was it, it was the movie Bull Durham, where the uh, the magic word to get ejected uh, or tossed out of a game? It's uh, the old CS. Uh, and I'm not going to say it because we want to keep our jobs. But I wonder what the oh, magic say, word. Say nah, part I of don't it. want to. Nah, uh, yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, CS. I'll text it to you. I, I, uh, I, I've heard some some other C words. Yeah, yeah, I have too. Uh, but uh, that's a no. I, I was going to say, what's the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We if, won't go there. If you want to see two people fight. 
Uh, that would be the word you throw out. Yes, yeah. uh, but I wonder what the magic word is uh, in the NFL to get you one of those. When you get in an official's face like that, if you're uh, Sean Hockley, what what was said? Uh, was it something about uh, you know you're not as big as your dad? Uh, you're not like it was what like, I go. just wonder what Brady would have said that would have warranted uh, that sort of penalty. Well, well if he did say that, what do you think he was referring to? Well, no, that's a good point. Well, that would yeah, I didn't think that would grow. Uh, well, you know, I'm just, would, I was talking about his that arms. that would do it. That would do yeah, it. Yeah, that would do yeah, it. I would assume. Sure. My yeah. uncle got kicked out of a hotel one time um, after they were being told that they, they couldn't have drinks in a certain area of the hotel after our Fiesta Bowl. And he may or may not have, have challenged you know, the size of that particular gentleman. <laughs> and it was, upon, like five minutes later, they're like, you guys got to get out. Okay, that's cool. Well, a liquored up Quinn is, uh, you know, that's a mighty well, task for anybody yeah. involved. That is always going to be something that hurts Yeah, when they throw it out. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's true or not, it's still kind of like, because it's like, okay, well, I can't prove myself if it's true. <laughs> right. I can't right. prove that it true. if it's not true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to take it and look at everybody around you like, man, did he just – did he just do that to oh, me? Oh, man. Know? Yeah, uh, get you. It's, yeah, uh, I'll show you right now. It's, just uh, pull down my... Yeah, yeah, right. Right. It is uh, two pros and <laughs> a cup of Joe here. Uh, Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, all right, uh, coming up next, uh, we are going to whip out another edition of In Case You oh, Missed well It here done. on well FSR. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts nice you hear that bass sneer yeah man you hear that was this uh 45 cent or whatever his name is yeah yeah it's uh two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here you on fsr I, I love how you thought that was funny <laughs> yeah. so I did, it wasn't funny uh but that's why i was laughing because I, sometimes i don't know why i say the things uh, that i do that aren't funny at all i mean um, 45 cent was really kind of funny but, you know, <laughs> know. Right. oh man uh, all right uh, coming up top of next hour we are going to get into uh, one of the major discussions not only a discussion uh, over the weekend in the nfl but a discussion that will last for weeks and weeks Weeks and weeks. Uh, that'll be happening here top of next hour on FSR. I want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case. You missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee DeLap. Lee DeLap. To find out what the hell's going on. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, Berto. That's right, you guys. Well, in case you missed it, Antonio Brown took his shot yesterday after the Bucks lost, taken to Twitter, editing that famous photo of him in his strip tease in the end zone with a with a 
with a sign that says Bucks Eliminated. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean. A real mental health issue, huh? Well, yeah, you know, come on, Lamar. Hey, Lamar, you got to be sensitive to those issues. Truly in The way he goes about from being complimentary, then taking it away, and it borderlines on childish, but it also makes you feel like there's two people at work. (laughs) I mean, I'll be real, dude. It's definitely a risk of development. I'm not going to try to diagnose him, but. There's times when you – I mean, he, he kind of walked back the comments about Tom Brady. Now, granted, maybe that was just after their, their win without him. And then after the loss, now he feels like he's got grounds to say something. But it's odd, man. The does, way he goes about handling it, it's extremely odd and childish. Does he, you know, does he, think, anybody, does he think anybody in the NFL is going to want to deal with him moving forward? Like, does, like I, I mean, who, who the hell what, would want to deal you, with him? What could you possibly think that he doesn't think that is in favor of what his agenda is? I mean, that's just – that's how I – for me, that's why I'm, I'm not looking at it like, oh, he's crying out for help. No, he's not crying. He's crying out for attention. It's two different things yeah, in, in the context of it. Yeah, you hit it right. Uh, like I said, I, it's bratty. It's a brat. He's a brat. The other thing is, is it's not very it, – it lacks any sort of savvy move or thought process on his part because you've got a draft class coming, and this has been the case now for the past couple of years, where teams are apt just to take wide receivers, you know, because they're so talented. There's so many of them. It's like this is another really deep class of wide receivers who come cheaper than what his services would be. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just I, I look at him like the headache. Yeah, I was just like, this is not the time to go creating more of a fuss. Like be be quiet, be silent, and then you know see if there's an opportunity if you want to keep playing football. Otherwise, yeah, dude. Like I, he made fun of someone reaching out asking about the USFL. Like that, that's that's where you're going to end up as far as football goes if you continue to keep going this way. Uh, what else we got, Lee? You guys, in case you missed it, if you remember back on November 12th, Odell Beckham Jr. with his Rams deal, his base salary was about $750,000. Oh, he took that in the form the of Bitcoin. <laughs> yes, that's right. Here we go. The problem with that is back then, Bitcoin was worth about $64,000 a share. Now it's worth about 35000 so that deal is now about four hundred twelve thousand. Now, if you take the federal California state tax, about fifty plus percent, yeah. he's netted about thirty five. Well, I was going to say at least cost of living is cheap in California, so he's got back over for him. My uh, Bitcoin account. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's down about thirty three percent in the last month. So there you go. Yeah. yeah that uh, that's, uh that's, that, that's, it's unfortunate, but it's one of the reasons why. And Lavar and I talked about this, like. Dude, just get it in cash. If you want to go buy Bitcoin, <laughs> go do it. But do it, it's right. too volatile. You, you run the risk of all of this if you're just going to leave your money in it. And you might say he's investing into it for the long run. But it doesn't again, matter. It, it's, so, it's, such a, it's so stupid when you hear players do this because you just take it in cash and then go buy it if you want. It doesn't make it's any sense. Teams are laughing at you. It's a larger conversation. And, and it takes so much understanding of how Bitcoin works and crypto works. It, it's He could really be winning had he been educated on how to go about doing it. But, again, that's another another discussion for another day. Uh, what else we got, Lee? You guys, in case you missed it, it appears the Rams are already afraid that the Niners are going to take over SoFi Stadium, <laughs> restricting uh, ticket sales to geography for L.A. residents. Uh, it's just <laughs> like... 
Where, where does it end? So, like, what are you saying? Like, Russia and China, they can't get tickets? Is that what we're saying? Oh, what wow. geographical – like, what are we talking about here? I mean, is this all because uh, Matt Stafford's wife went on a podcast and complained because they got outnumbered uh, at yes, home? That's not, okay. Well, let me yeah. tell you something. That didn't lose you the game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has lost you the game six straight times. All right? That's the boogeyman. All right? So, you can blame it on uh, on, on tickets. It's fire. Yeah, it's just our, – Our prediction's looking pretty good right now, Jonas. Yeah, Lavar and I had uh, Niners uh, going to the Super Bowl. All right, Did how you about really? That? Yeah. yeah. How about that? Wow, you know, it's looking like it's possible. Yeah, you come, yeah. you come to us if you need any uh, tips on this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. <laughs> 